Welcome back. It's your boy. You already know. Can we keep it real? New England Patriot Rundown. What is good? What's going on, man? How's everyone doing today? Are you getting over some of these NFL games? As the NFL gets younger, it looks like these old players, the veterans, they be dominating. They be playing on point. I mean, we know the NFL football, it's always been a young man's game. The NFL season is very rough. It's very unforgiving. It's a battle out there. It's like a battlefield for players with less treads on their tires. For players that also get rookie wages scales and incentives. Teams lean on cheaper players locked into the fixed cost of rookie contracts. The NFL is younger and younger than ever before. And it looks like the average snap weight age of East Roch the last season, the average of the most important, right, of each team was pretty much 26 years old, right? So that breaks the record set for the year before, which had broken the record the year before, and so on. So every year, these NFL teams are getting younger and younger and younger. The football really is not getting any better, though. The most important that that the younger teams have always had a little bit more success, though. But the last five league seven oldest team, the Bills, the Panthers, the Vikings, the Patriots, and the Eagles, right? They're the oldest teams in football. They went to the postseason. They all went to the playoffs. And the Super Bowl matchup, New England and Philly, they were the fifth and the seventh oldest squad going back to 2011. Two of the 14 Super Bowl squads really ranked outside of the top 11 oldest teams. That was 13. The 2014 Seahawks were the third youngest both years. The speed and explosiveness of young player is getting faster and younger. But playoff squads like the Rams, the Jags, the Saints, they're all among the league's youngest teams, right? They brought only by years of experience. That's a big part of the success. Like as Tom Brady gets older, people get younger. Not even get younger, just younger players are coming in. But Tom Brady is just more spot. He has more success. He has more experience. I mean, the, the, the CBA, the contract that they have, it really, you know, it's really tough for coaches, decision makers. They have less practice time now than ever before. To teach players techniques because of contracts and all this other stuff, right? Fundamentals, schemes. So if coaches don't have the time anymore to teach the young players their cold concepts because of contracts. And the older players just got more experience and they know all that stuff. Is there an advantage in stocking your roster with guys that have been around a lot longer? And can they teach the younger guys? And will the younger guys even listen? Is the quality of the NFL going backwards? I mean, if you watch 32-year-old, 11-year veteran Marshawn Lynch, who played under the Raiders, Tom Cable, right over in Seattle. By the way this guy carried, he carried the whole Rams defense into the end zone. I mean, really, think about old teams and new teams. 
How do they do it? I mean, if you watch Marshawn Lynch, like, that guy was a beast. He had mad players on his back, and he carried them up. One, two, three, four. And they're still going, man. Like, that was incredible. I'm watching the replay now. But it looked like some of the Rams were just trying to get the ball and pull it in. Like, Marshawn Lynch is a beast. And he's not young. He's been around a little while. About 31-year-old tight end Jared Cook doing his own beast mode impression, right? In the opening, racking up nine catches, 180 yards. Incredible. Like the older guys are doing it. And I'm not saying 31 is old, but when you're a 31-year-old player in the NFL, it takes a lot out of you. I mean, the Raiders really ain't a good example, really, of the value of investing in a veteran class. So I'm sorry to use the Raiders as an excuse. I just seen the Marshawn Lynch highlight, and I was like, look, here is another 30-something-year-old player that's just putting the whole Rams team on his back and carrying it in. The Rams are going to be a decent squad this year. We'll see if they can put their package together. We're going to have to keep an eye on, on the Rams. I mean, really, Oakland don't have a lot of young talent. But they do have those veteran players. I mean, they got rid of Khalil Mack. You know, and I know what happened right off there. Him and Gruden, they didn't see eye to eye. Gruden's a bastard. He thinks he knows football. I'm not saying he doesn't, and he knows way more football than me. But I can't give him 100% credit to them victories for them Super Bowls he won. He had a great, great team. I mean, every time you look over the weekend stats and everything, there's some over-the-hill guy, some guy that people say, oh, my God, I can't believe he took him. He's so old. Oh, my God. And what's he doing? He's making crazy, crazy plays. So the older guys are getting more impressive. The younger guys is not as healthy because they don't have enough time to learn. They can't learn techniques. And let's face it, man, this younger generation, you can't tell them anything. They know it all. They want to call you old man or old timer. But week one sure did make people look at the value of few of the league's most veteran players, man. What they bring to their teams. Type of players that that teams toss aside these days sometimes in favor of younger players. Cheaper guys trying to get rookie deals. Look, the Bears, the Texans, the Jets, the Chiefs. They all feature just one or two major contributors over the age of 30, even at all. One was even a last-minute signing that would have probably still be on the streets if Darius Goose didn't end up tearing his, his ACL. So, Adrian Peterson, I mean, he paced the Redskins offense on Sunday. He rushed 26 times for 96 yards. I'm impressed. Adrian Peterson, he's still a shit bum to me. Never liked the guy. Especially after he beat his kid with a stick. But you know what? The guy can run a football. He can make some shit. For as long as Adrian Peterson been around, to rush 26 times for close to 100 yards, that's impressive with him. So let's see if the Redskins can get it done. Well, can get something done anyway, man. 
I mean, not only did he run for the 96 yards, right? He had a touchdown. And he had 70 yards on two receptions. So for a 33-year-old guy who really isn't explosive of a runner as he was earlier in his career, but he pretty much proved that, you know, he could still get it done. I mean, the dude is a beast, so there's a lot of wiggle room and uh, he could just run through tackles, man. But it looks kind of weird seeing Adrian Peterson in a redskin uniform, doesn't it? I mean, Peterson was very effective when he when he ran to the outside. He was working off his deep block while navigating his way all the way downfield, man. He has downfield vision. I mean, the Redskins, they put him in from a number of different looks, number of different formations. So Peterson had a lot of vision and creativity in the field, man. He knows how to shed tackles. And they didn't put him in one or two looks. They didn't set up one or two specific plays. So when you see him out there, you recognize the look. That's why watching game film is very, very important. Nobody does that. Even a lot of these kids. You watch game film, you'll pick up tendencies. You'll pick up people's body language. But they think, oh, I already watched film. All set. All done. No, it ain't no all done. You watch Tom Brady, man. He watches film nonstop on people. And that's why he's good. That's why he picks up their tendencies. He sees what they're doing. He already seen it before. Peterson wasn't alone. Miami Dolphins, despite splitting time with a 24-year-old backmate, Frank Gore, right? 35 years old. No signs of slowing down. As he's getting older, he's still getting it done. He got it done with the Niners, with the Colts. Now he's going to try to get it done with the Dolphins as he's on a one-year, $1 million deal. He ran the ball nine times for 61 yards, which is pretty impressive. So he made up for, you know, a lack of juice by, by the Dolphins, man. He had a vision of picking his running lanes. He ran nice holes between the tackles on the inside and on the outside. Gore outrushed Drake and posted a 67% success rate on all his runs. It's actually best at the position league-wide after Sunday's game, so we'll see what happens with him, man. But he's really not a bad guy who's been in the league for, what, 14 seasons? That is impressive. Thursday night opener between the Falcons and the Eagles... He had a 35-year-old running back in Darren Sproles, right? Still getting it done. He got the start in the backfield. I mean, at first it was tough for him to even get on the ground, but he carried the ball five times for 10 yards, right? But his talent as a pass catcher in the open field, that's where it really matters with Darren Sproles. He grabbed passes for 22 yards, including a third down conversion in the fourth quarter extending what would have been a game-winning drive, basically. Receiver Brandon Marshall returned to his old stomping grounds in Denver on Sunday. He had three of his six targets for 46 yards and a touchdown for the Seahawks, just narrowly missing out on a second score. I think it was called back due to a pass interference. Can you check that out for me? But he was never really a fast guy when he was young, though. But I think he realizes that his size, his route running, 
you know, he does what he's got to do. He makes the money, so. Midway through the third quarter, he saw Russell Wilson break the pocket, reacting instantly. He broke off of his original route, and he drifted towards the back of the end zone. Russell Wilson picked up on it because he has a great vision, and he lofted it up, and guess what? Marshall came down with it. Yes, he did. That was pretty, pretty incredible. But the veteran got away with a slight push-off just before the catch. That's the type of hand fighting, really, that many of the league's receivers utilize against talented, faster defenders. Michael Irvin used to do it all the time. Winning the ball doesn't require you to be masterful at your feet, he said. Your cuts. It requires you to be great in your understanding of timing. Michael Irvin said he needs to be open at the last second when the ball's arriving. Because he's only going to be open for that one second. Michael Irvin was a phenomenal, one of my greatest receivers, man. Love that guy. Love his interviews. Love the way he brings it. Loves his passion. Teddy Ginn Jr., right from the Saints. He showed separation Sunday against the Bucks. He's, what, been around 12 years? And he showed off some great, great running skills. Even though it was against a rookie corner, Carlton Davis, who a lot younger, possibly faster. But the veteran knows how to get free down the sideline. In his second year of his three-year $11 million deal, really ain't the burner that people thought he was coming out of Ohio State. But with an understanding how to use his feet and his head to really deceive defensive backs, that's where it is with receivers. If you can learn to move your hips and your head while in motion, you could throw a lot of people off. But he knows how to get behind the defense, man. Once known more for his drops, really, than anything else. Ginn only kept his role as the Saints. He's the number two over there. But he became pretty much one of the most efficient pass catches in the NFL last year. Which I didn't even realize he finished third in, in his catch rate with 75% right behind Benjamin Watson and Golden Tate. And even second among wide receivers. I mean, he got off to a nice start. Another aging guy, right? Deshaun Jackson. He's still out here doing it. Stressing defenses vertically, giving safeties and corners friggin' nightmares and heart attacks. Jackson caught five passes for 146 yards and two scores before leaving the game with a concussion. But his ability to track the ball in the air while this guy's running in full speed, that is dangerous. This guy knows how to look for the ball. I mean, it's a dangerous combination. Changes happen very slow in the NFL, right? So, I mean, so it's getting more older, more experienced rosters. They might not come this year. And I doubt the NFL collectively bargains any radical differences when the 2021 season, that's when the CBA is up for contract. We'll see if they come to a fast deal. But I think they're going to have a lot of things that they're going to try to change in the 2021 CBA. But for teams that are stocking the shelves with young players that are trying to go long term, 
where it's tough to do that now. But the young players have to listen. Look at 21-year-old quarterback Sam Donald, right? Who says a 23-year-old running back like Christian McGaffrey into your program. And by the time he's ready for that second contract, he's still only 26 years old, right? And ready to enter his prime of his career. And from a player's look at it, with the way the league contract structure is really set up, I mean, you got rookie contracts in place. There's millions and millions of reasons, really, to really try to declare someone as early as they can. I think it is the best way to get a head start on any rookie deal. And the younger you get these players, by the time they come around for their contract midway through, because once that four-year, five-year fixed-rate contract's up, I mean, they're going to have a shot at big money. I mean, look at a lot of these young guys getting their minimal contracts. Towards the end, they said, I've proven who I was. I want some money. I want to get paid. I mean, so young players are not don't want people to explain anything to them, and older players are more explosive. It said an average from 2000 to 2011, an average of 49 underclassmen declares each year, right? Since the 2012 draft, it has been 87 a year, basically. And in 2018, 106 underclassmen entered the draft. Well, older players are getting better. Younger players ain't as good. We'll have to look what's the advantages in the roster of bringing on young players. Maybe from a money standpoint, health standpoint, mileage standpoint, but I'll be right back. What's going on? It's your boy Mikey, man. Keeping it real, keeping it authentic, and always keeping it a hundred. Welcome back. What's going on? Welcome to another NFL edition can we keep it real? New England Patriot Rundown. How are we doing today? Well, today's episode, we're focusing on the younger teams or older teams. It look like veteran teams are being more successful. They have way more experience. The younger guys are just not willing to listen. But for teams, is it worth to stock players on the shelves with younger players and giving them, you know, longer upside long-term contracts you get a 21 year old quarterback or a 23 year old running back into your program and when they're ready for the second contract they're still young enough knowing midway through their 20s and they are ready to enter their prime with more experience they can learn off the backup veteran players but the way the league's contract structures are all set up you got rookie contract in place There's a lot of reasons, really, to declare early for the NFL. It's really a better way to get a head start on a rookie deal. Because once your four or five year deal is up, you really get a shot of some real money. Once that rookie contract is done, you can make that money. You can make that Khalil Mack money, that Revis money. You can make that real money. The number of younger people that are declaring each year has really went crazy since um, since the new CBA took hold in 2011. In an 11-year span, 
I think like 49 underclassmen ended up declaring earlier each year. Since 2012 draft, it's pretty much 87 people a year are declaring. In 2008, you actually seen an unbelievable number. It went up to 106 underclassmen that are entering the draft early to try to get a jump on their career. I mean, a lot of NFL teams roster young players, right? I'm not saying it's bad. I ain't saying it's good, right? It's actually, from a money standpoint, health and mileage, it's probably great. Is it worth watching? If the number of undeveloped players go into something, are coaches willing to take them on? I mean, you look at the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick recipe for success, right? They have one of the top 10 oldest teams in 8 of the last 12 seasons. Brady isn't alone being old, right? He's way above average. New England players head into 2018 with the third oldest roster, right? The Patriots, they even get rid of a lot of their draft picks over, over because they would rather get proven, ready-to-play players, people that you don't have to put a lot of work into. Give them the game plan, and they already know what to do. They bring in Harrison last year. New England's always known for bringing in an alleged over-the-hill veteran, and they end up playing good. They did it tons of times. Eagles did it this last year. They brought in a bunch of veterans, right? Like Patrick Robinson, where Garrett Blunt, Chris Long from the Patriots. I mean, that all paid off, and they won a Super Bowl. I mean, you got Frank Gore was being called a senior citizen, and look how he played this week, right? Like Marshall, Brandon Marshall over there up in Denver. Ginn, Lynch. These older players still serve a purpose. Look, you got less practice time than you did with, with the contract the last few years, right? So if a player knows how to make a correct read or how to look at, at the opponent's scheme or how they're setting up, or for a lineman, really, even something as simple, ability to play from a three-point stance. How many linemen now cannot play from a damn three-point stance? Like, that could really provide teams with a competitive edge. That's why Patriots are always throwing their draft picks away. Not throwing them away, but giving them to other teams because they'll rather have veteran players that they don't have to really do as much work with, man. What do you think? Do you think other teams need to follow New England Patriots' role for success? Are players getting younger? Is it worth taking somebody that kind of declares the NFL draft early so you can kind of work with them and by the time their contract comes up, it's ready. But let me know what's your boy, Mikey. Can we keep it real? New England Patriot Rundown, that's where it's at. Welcome back. It's your boy. You already know. Can we keep it real? New England Patriot Rundown. What is good? What's going on, man? How's everyone doing today? Are you getting over some of these NFL games? As the NFL gets younger, it looks like these old players, the veterans, they be dominating. They be playing on point. I mean, we know the NFL football, it's always been a young man's game. The NFL season is very rough. It's very unforgiving. It's a battle out there. It's like a battlefield for players with less treads on their tires. For players that also get 
rookie wages scales and incentives. Teams lean on cheaper players locked into the fixed cost of rookie contracts. The NFL is younger and younger than ever before. And it looks like the average snap weight age of each roster the last season, the average of the most important, right, of each team was pretty much 26 years old, right? So that breaks the record set for the year before, which had broken the record the year before, and so on. So every year, these NFL teams are getting younger and younger and younger. The football really is not getting any better, though. The most important that that the younger teams have always had a little bit more success, though. But the last five league seven oldest team, the Bills, the Panthers, the Vikings, the Patriots, and the Eagles, right? They're the oldest teams in football. They went to the postseason. They all went to the playoffs. And the Super Bowl matchup, New England and Philly, they were the fifth and the seventh oldest squad. Going back to 2011. Two of the 14 Super Bowl squads really ranked outside of the top 11 oldest teams. That was 13. The 2014 Seahawks were the third youngest both years. The speed and explosiveness of young player is getting faster and younger. But playoff squads like the Rams, the Jags, the Saints, they're all among the league's youngest teams, right? They brought only by years of experience. That's a big part of the success. Like as Tom Brady gets older, people get younger. Not even get younger, just younger players are coming in. But Tom Brady is just more spot. He has more success. He has more experience. I mean, the, the, the CBA, the contract that they have, it really, you know, it's really tough for coaches, decision makers. They have less practice time now than ever before to teach players techniques because of contracts and all this other stuff, right? Fundamentals, schemes. So if coaches don't have the time anymore to teach the young players their cold concepts because of contracts... And the older players just got more experience and they know all that stuff. Is there an advantage in stocking your roster with guys that have been around a lot longer? And can they teach the younger guys? And will the younger guys even listen? Is the quality of the NFL going backwards? I mean, if you watch 32-year-old, 11-year veteran Marshawn Lynch who played under the Raiders, Tom Cable, right over in Seattle. By the way, this guy carried, he carried the whole Rams defense into the end zone. I mean, really, think about old teams and new teams. How do they do it? I mean, if you watch Marshawn Lynch, like, that guy was a beast. He had mad players on his back. And he carried him up. One, two, three, four. And they're still going, man. Like, that was incredible. I'm watching the replay now. But it looked like some of the Rams were just trying to get the ball and pull it in. Like, Marshawn Lynch is a beast. And he's not young. He's been around a little while. About 31-year-old tight end Jared Cook doing his own beast mode impression, right? In the opening, racking up nine catches, 180 yards. 
Incredible. Like the older guys are doing it. And I'm not saying 31 is old, but when you're a 31-year-old player in the NFL, it takes a lot out of you. I mean, the Raiders really ain't a good example, really, of the value of investing in a veteran class. So I'm sorry to use the Raiders as an excuse. I just seen the Marshawn Lynch highlight, and I was like, look, here is another 30-something-year-old player that's just putting the whole Rams team on his back and carrying it in. The Rams are going to be a decent squad this year. We'll see if they can put their package together. We're going to have to keep an eye on, on the Rams. I mean, really, Oakland don't have a lot of young talent. But they do have those veteran players. I mean, they got rid of Khalil Mack. You know, and I know what happened right off there. Him and Gruden, they didn't see eye to eye. Gruden's a bastard. He thinks he knows football. I'm not saying he doesn't, and he knows way more football than me. But I can't give him 100% credit to them victories for them Super Bowls he won. He had a great, great team. I mean, every time you look over the weekend stats and everything, there's some over-the-hill guy, some guy that people say, oh, my God, I can't believe he took him. He's so old. Oh, my God. And what's he doing? He's making crazy, crazy plays. So the older guys are getting more impressive. The younger guys is not as healthy because they don't have enough time to learn. They can't learn techniques. And let's face it, man, this younger generation, you can't tell them anything. They know it all. They want to call you old man or old timer. But week one sure did make people look at the value of few of the league's most veteran players, man. What they bring to their teams. Type of players that that teams toss aside these days sometimes in favor of younger players. Cheaper guys trying to get rookie deals. Look, the Bears, the Texans, the Jets, the Chiefs. They all feature just one or two major contributors over the age of 30, even at all. One was even a last-minute signing that would have probably still be on the streets if Darius Goose didn't end up tearing his his ACL. So, Adrian Peterson, I mean, he paced the Redskins offense on Sunday. He rushed 26 times for 96 yards. I'm impressed. Adrian Peterson, he's still a shit bum to me. Never liked the guy. Especially after he beat his kid with a stick. But you know what? The guy can run a football. He can make some shit. For as long as Adrian Peterson been around, to rush 26 times for close to 100 yards, that's impressive with him. So let's see if the Redskins can get it done. Well, can get something done anyway, man. I mean, not only did he run for the 96 yards, right? He had a touchdown. And he had 70 yards on two receptions. So for a 33-year-old guy who really isn't explosive of a runner as he was earlier in his career, but he pretty much proved that, you know, he could still get it done. I mean, the dude is a beast, so... There's a lot of wiggle room, and uh, he could just run through tackles, man. But it looks kind of weird seeing Adrian Peterson in a redskin uniform, doesn't it? I mean, Peterson was very effective when when he ran to the outside. He was working off his D block, 
while navigating his way all the way downfield, man. He has downfield vision. I mean, the Redskins, they put him in from a number of different looks, number of different formations. So Peterson had a lot of vision and creativity in the field, man. He knows how to shed tackles. And they didn't put him in one or two looks. They didn't set up one or two specific plays. So when you see him out there, you recognize the look. That's why watching game film is very, very important. Nobody does that. Even a lot of these kids. You watch game film, you'll pick up tendencies. You'll pick up people's body language. But they think, oh, I already watched film. All set. All done. No, it ain't no all done. You watch Tom Brady, man. He watches film nonstop on people. And that's why he's good. That's why he picks up their tendencies. He sees what they're doing. He already seen it before. Peterson wasn't alone. Miami Dolphins, despite splitting time with a 24-year-old backmate, Frank Gore, right? 35 years old. No signs of slowing down. As he's getting older, he's still getting it done. He got it done with the Niners, with the Colts. Now he's going to try to get it done with the Dolphins as he's on a one-year, $1 million deal. He ran the ball nine times for 61 yards, which is pretty impressive. So he made up for, you know, a lack of juice by, by the Dolphins, man. He had a vision of picking his running lanes. He ran nice holes between the tackles on the inside and on the outside. Gore outrushed Drake and posted a 67% success rate on all his runs. It's actually best at the position league-wide after Sunday's game, so we'll see what happens with him, man. But he's really not a bad guy who's been in the league for, what, 14 seasons? That is impressive. Thursday night opener between the Falcons and the Eagles. You had a 35-year-old running back in Darren Sproles, right? Still getting it done. He got the start in the backfield. I mean, at first it was tough for him to even get on the ground. But he carried the ball five times for 10 yards, right? But his talent as a pass catcher in the open field, that's where it really matters with Darren Sproles. He grabbed passes for 22 yards, including a third down conversion in the fourth quarter, extending what would have been a game-winning drive, basically. Receiver Brandon Marshall returned to his old stomping grounds in Denver on Sunday. He had three of his six targets for 46 yards and a touchdown for the Seahawks, just narrowly missing out on a second score. I think it was called back due to a pass interference. Can you check that out for me? But he was never really a fast guy when he was young, though. But I think he realizes that his size, his route running, you know, he does what he's got to do. He makes the money. So midway through the third quarter, he saw Russell Wilson break the pocket, reacting instantly. He broke off of his original route and he drifted towards the back of the end zone. Russell Wilson picked up on it because he has a great vision. And he lofted it up. And guess what? Marshall came down with it. Yes, he did. That was pretty, pretty incredible. But the veteran got away with a slight push-off just before the catch. That's the type of hand fighting, really, that many of the league's receivers utilize 
against talented, faster defenders. Michael Irvin used to do it all the time. Winning the ball doesn't require you to be masterful at your feet, he said. Your cuts. It requires you to be great in your understanding of timing. Michael Irvin said he needs to be open at the last second when the ball's arriving. Because he's only going to be open for that one second. Michael Irvin was a phenomenal, one of my greatest receivers, man. Love that guy. Love his interviews. Love the way he brings it. Loves his passion. Teddy Ginn Jr., right from the Saints. He showed separation Sunday against the Bucks. He's, what, been around 12 years? And he showed off some great, great running skills. Even though it was against a rookie corner, Carlton Davis, were a lot younger, possibly faster. But the veteran knows how to get free down the sideline. In his second year of his three-year $11 million deal, really ain't the burner that people thought he was coming out of Ohio State. But with an understanding how to use his feet and his head to really deceive defensive backs, that's where it is with receivers. If you can learn to move your hips and your head while in motion, you could throw a lot of people off. But he knows how to get behind the defense, man. Once known more for his drops, really, than anything else. Ginn only kept his role as the Saints. He's the number two over there. But he became pretty much one of the most efficient pass catches in the NFL last year. Which I didn't even realize he finished third in, in his catch rate with 75% right behind Benjamin Watson and Golden Tate. And even second among wide receivers. I mean, he got off to a nice start. Another aging guy, right? Deshaun Jackson. He's still out here doing it. Stressing defenses vertically, giving safeties and corners friggin' nightmares and heart attacks. Jackson caught five passes for 146 yards and two scores before leaving the game with a concussion. But his ability to track the ball in the air while this guy's running in full speed, that is dangerous. This guy knows how to look for the ball. I mean, it's a dangerous combination. Changes happen very slow in the NFL, right? So, I mean, so it's getting more older, more experienced rosters. They might not come this year. And I doubt the NFL collectively bargains any radical differences when the 2021 season, that's when the CBA is up for contract. We'll see if they come to a fast deal. But I think they're going to have a lot of things that they're going to try to change in the 2021 CBA. But for teams that are stocking the shelves with young players that are trying to go long term. Where it's tough to do that now. But the young players have to listen. Look at 21-year-old quarterback Sam Donald, right? Who says a 23-year-old running back like Christian McGaffrey into your program. And by the time he's ready for that second contract, he's still only 26 years old, right? And ready to enter his prime of his career. And from a player's look at it, with the way the league contract structure is really set up, I mean, you got rookie contracts in place. There's... Millions and millions of reasons, really, 
to really try to declare someone as early as they can. I think it is the best way to get a head start on any rookie deal. And the younger you get these players, by the time they come around for their contract midway through, because once that four-year, five-year fixed-rate contract's up, I mean, they're going to have a shot at big money. I mean, look at a lot of these young guys getting their minimal contracts. Towards the end, they said, I've proven who I was. I want some money. I want to get paid. I mean, so young players are not don't want people to explain anything to them. And older players are more explosive. They said an average from 2000 to 2011... An average of 49 underclassmen declares each year, right? Since the 2012 draft, it has been 87 a year, basically. And in 2018, 106 underclassmen entered the draft. Well, older players are getting better. Younger players ain't as good. We'll have to look what's the advantages in the roster of bringing on young players. Maybe from a money standpoint, health standpoint, mileage standpoint, but I'll be right back.